0: Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Um, today we have a great guest, a young uh, upcoming coach. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator at Wilmington College, uh, Coach Hayden Thomas. Coach, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, Coach. I mean, good chat with you before we started. Um, yeah. it, I mean, I appreciate you coming on. I mean, we've been playing tag, and, and like I said, you're – I I say I usually say pretty good things about the university because they recruit our school pretty hard, um, but kind of how do you how, like? How do you end up becoming the offensive coordinator at? Uh, Wilmington? Because I mean, you've pretty much kind of climbed up the ladder there. Um, was that kind of progression from where you started to kind of where you are?
1: Yeah. When I, when I first got, uh, how I got here was the the previous head coach. I, I played for him in in college at Bluffton University, and kind of going into my my. Second semester, of my senior year, um, he he took this job and ended up recruiting me to to coach with him and you know have me get down here on campus and see everything that that's here and um, the, the access to to recruits and the uh, being an hour away from the three major cities in, in Ohio and the facilities and the things things that are here and playing in the Ohio Athletic Conference against the best of the best is was was a big piece of it too, but my second semester of my senior year, I was really traveling down here to, to help out as much as I could, usually Wednesday through Sunday, then driving back to, to Bluffton and finishing my classes. And uh, officially started uh, August of 2017, I believe, but started off as our uh, offensive tackle, tight end coach. He uh, just got done playing offensive line in the same system. Uh, so I was able to work with those guys as well as, work with a, a tight end position group and then really from there I, I ended up taking over the tailbacks the, the next season. Um, and after one season with the backs, I tailbacks I ended up taking over the quarterbacks for two years, which was probably one of the 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 best decisions I ever made or an opportunity that I got um, was to take over the quarterbacks and so able to do that for, for two years and then really took took this thing over offensive wise and system wise. Um, that fall of 2020, I believe was that was the first of the spring of 2020. So, um, yeah.
0: Now, now let's kind of talk about that because I mean, one of the things we talked about to talk about was being a young coordinator. I mean, you're in what your mid 20s, being a Division three offensive coordinator, um, and, and and you take over COVID year, which is not easy by any means. I mean, um, and then you have really zero time to go from okay i just coordinated a covid year to prep for the fall like whereas a normal coordinator after the first year okay they can assess look at film reassess get a recruiting full recruiting class and all that lovely stuff and you really didn't i mean you're done in april and you got two and a half months till camp starts again and like there's there's no time uh do you want to kind of talk about the kind of transition and what it's like to be a young division three offense coordinator
1: yeah for sure well i was uh when i got promoted offensive coordinator it was like the January right before all the COVID stuff happened we actually I actually went on spring break out to uh, the west coast and was able to do some clinic out there with uh, at coach Harrell when he was at USC and at San Diego State obviously and we uh, I got back and we were we were all the whole country got shut down so it was kind of a blessing in a sense that I was able to spend a lot of time kind of processing all the information and stuff that I had been working on I was able to take my time in a sense of, of putting that together uh, the system together and, and how we wanted to do things and um the and really when we got to the the fall and our kids got on campus the, probably the toughest part was we were really just running around in our underwear in a sense um, so there was all the pod stuff and couldn't do anything against defense and it was great to be able to get stuff in and, and install but you never got to see a defense that's pretty critical with the stuff that we do so um that was <clears throat> that was a big piece of it and I, I guess kind of the 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 second piece of that how i how i got to kind of where i got to i uh, took a lot of pride in, in being great at like the tasks that no one else wants to do um uh, as a young younger coach whether it was doing the photoshop stuff or doing the operation stuff um, and trying to to be great at that, to make sure that uh, I was adding value to the staff and then being able to coach multiple positions, I think was extremely valuable for me as well. Uh, to be able to know, understand, have a deep understanding of the game on the front end, and then be able to get to the back half of things and um, seeing secondaries and understand how to manipulate defense, stuff like that, that I think was really valuable once I got to be able to coach quarterbacks. Um, so those, those are the biggest things, just being uh, just as eager as possible to learn and talk to as many people as I can talk to and learn the defense side of the ball. I, I probably when I go go out in clinic or listen to people, I listen to defense stuff more, <laughs> listen, to, listen to offensive stuff. Um, <clears throat> so those are, the, those are the kind of the big pieces there uh, in that regard.
0: Now, kind of bouncing – actually, continuing off that – bouncing is probably a bad word – continuing off it. Um, <laughs> you, you, I mean, before we get into kind of creating optimism, how much were you allowed to initially retool the offense when you took over? Um, obviously, there's stuff you're going to keep the same. Every, every college in America pretty much runs inside zone or a variation of inside tight mid zone. Um, but how much were you able to do that? And do you think, again, that ex- – I mean, yes, you couldn't necessarily go talk to people face-to-face – but how much did either the small change you made or the o- overhaul wholesale changes you made? How much was that benefit from you pretty much having a full calendar year? Because pretty much from January January, I mean, it was you didn't have, you didn't have true like football practice.
1: Yeah, the so the, our, our kind of big thing uh, we were when we first got here we were running running the previous head coaches system, Um, Coach Moore's system that we had run at Bluffton. And and as our previous offense coordinator took it over, we started manipulating it a little bit to to better fit our personnel, the guys that we had, the quarterback we had. And, you know, three years down the road, we look at it, and and it was like we had so much, and and there was really no identity to anything. Um, So that's – what the head coach wanted was we want to have an identity, and, and however you got to get that done, do it. Um, and said, Go. So, we took it to scratch, we, we built it from the ground up, um, which is a wild task in itself. Um, but we we reworded everything, we re signaled everything, we pre snap operation, everything was completely, completely new for our guys. Um, so <clears throat> that was the that was the, the the process. That was tough. The the aspect of getting it installing it without ever seeing it against the defense. For you know, we, we did some install in the spring uh, via Zoom, and then when we got here in the fall, it was still on air. So a, a lot of that the thoughts in the back of your mind: Does this even work? <laughs> <laughs> was a piece of it for sure. Um, So that that was, those are some of the tough battles that I had kind of with myself, like, you know, what is this? Um, And I need, I'm a guy that needs to see things. I need to have my hands on, I need to feel it. Um, And that was, that was certainly a tough piece of it.
0: Now, how much, actually I'm going to rephrase this. Um, When you were building your system, where did you start? Like, I'm always curious about that when, when somebody builds an offensive system or defensive system from scratch. It's like, where do you start? Like, because, I mean, there's a, I, I am probably more a defensive coach offensive coach. I've coordinated both sides. I've been on both sides, all that little jazz. But there's always the arguments much defense coaches, do you start with fronts or coverages? That's, a, that's always the argument. But from an offensive perspective, where did you start? Where did you feel like, okay, this is kind of looking at our personnel, looking at our league, looking at what we want to do this is offensively where I got to start. Was it formations? Was it plays? Was it run plays? Was it pass plays? What, where did you kind of find, okay, this is where we got to start and we're going to grow from there?
1: Players, our players, uh, who who do we have in house right now? Who do we, who do we tend to see that we get uh, the, the most kind of in recruiting that, that, our best talent. Where does that come from? And, and it's been our, our receivers group for sure. And then secondly, our quarterback um, has always been kind of our, our staple um, here of, of the types of kids that we get. Um, so that was kind of a one was looking at, looking at our, at our players, but how, kind of how I went about it was gathering as uh, an overload of information um, from talking to, Coach Coral at Mount Saint Joseph, from talking to Coach Oklinski at San Diego State, or Coach Harold who's at West Virginia now, or Tim Sanders, who was at Anderson, who's at App State now, um, and uh, and then all the clinics and stuff, and and I was really able to pull kind of a little bit from from everybody of how how I wanted to really attack it, how they attack it, um, and finding those types of things. And I was also lucky enough when we were in quarantine, I was. I was stuck in in the house. I went back home to to Perrysburg, and I had my brother who's a who coaches out at New Mexico State. My younger brother, youngest brother, was at Bowling Green uh, as a student coach, and so I had two helpers there, too that were in house, as well as having a staff on Zoom. But that was able to really dive into all that and start. Okay, this is even from the stuff that I didn't like from the from the previous system, or or things that I thought our guys struggle with. Um, and finding a way to to do things easier so we started pre-snap operation um, just all the way from our uh, cadence tempo operations personnel um, formations adjustments tags motions and started in that in that world and how can we get this done the easiest how how can we build tips and tricks into things I'm a when I was younger, I, I listened to, got to listen to Jerry Lucas speak, and he talks about his learning process. He had a whole um, like program that was out on, on learning process, and that always stuck with me. So I'm a big family association, um, you know, all of our meshes are going to be in this certain family, and our um, oh, our, <clears throat> our quick game is going to be in this family and stuff like that, and trying to build in tips and tricks in those words and and families for our guys to be able to process and think quicker. So we do a lot of that and we still do it of, Hey, can we, can we make something shorter, faster, quicker, easier for our guys to remember? Um, so we, we battled a lot of that stuff probably for a whole month of, you know, we wake up one day and we said, Hey, this is what we think is best. And we reevaluate the next morning. Did anyone find anything that could be quicker um, or easier or, um, more advantageous for us to teach to our guys. So <clears throat> that's that's where we started. Then, then from there, the, the concepts are, are the concepts. I, 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 tell, I tell our recruits when they come in and, and talk, like, there's no secret offense out there. Uh, we're all doing the same stuff. It's it's the way that you play that, that is your edge at the end of the day. It's you know how physically you play, how tough you play, can, how long can you play. Uh, that's how we try to be different.
0: Now, I, I'm always curious about this too. Is how many times did you just hit delete on a page and just say, it, or like completely just redid a page and like, I don't like how any of that looks. I'm just going to re- completely, I will print this off and then I will just completely redraw everything, including like the word, where the words are, how it's worded. How many times did you just scrap everything and just say start number?
1: Man, I, the number of trying to find a playbook page that. I thought was going to be best um, was a battle in itself. Um, I, I, I'm talking like even like our defensive identification stuff, like everything that we had done here prior to was really based off like what we called a coverage or a stunt front blitz whatever was based off of what we called it what they called it at Bluffton and which was the Bluffton's defense's terminology that they used on offense um, to identify things. And uh, going out to clinic and stuff, I was like, I wanted to make sure that we, I wanted to have a identification system that was familiar, that I could be able to talk the same language. You know, if I'm saying a certain coverage or or a a blitz pattern, I want to be able to speak that uh, when I'm talking to coaches and asking them questions (laughs) rather than, saying, hey, this is, we call this gooblygock, right? Uh, and they're like, what the hell is, it? What, the, what the heck's that as far as what the, what the pressure is? And like, then I got to get on the board and draw it when I can just say, hey, this is, this is a fire uh, or, or this is a, a pole or a USA, whatever you want to call it, um, trying to find the most familiar terminology just in that sense. So we redid, I, I mean, everything was redone.
0: Now, now, at the same time, you did, did your playbook. How much did that cause you to change, or you as a staff to evaluate your drills within your system? Like, was there a complete overhaul there as well? Um, were there smaller changes there? But what? how much did that cause some changes for you guys, individual and group and pod-wise?
1: Yeah, the, the, the system probably changed our drill work from what we had done previously, um, you know, you got to do kind of what we do offensively. You got to you got to do your um, sit sudden drill. You got to do your ROAs. You got to do some pack and goes. Um, you got to do some stuff that's your know, bunch of routes on there. Like you got to do a lot of that stuff that you know maybe we hadn't done in the past, and we were doing different things. Um, Seems like so long ago when, when we were uh, when we were doing those different things, but that, that's probably the the. drills change based on system rather than um anything
0: now you mentioned also there and we kind of talked before about tempo how much like because you mentioned you changed everything from the cadence to uh you constantly looking is there a faster better way to do things how much i mean what was the process like of changing your tempo operation um and then did you? Are you still t- to him with that, or did you find something you like? Did, did, I mean, what was the transition like? What, like, what was it like creating a new tempo operation for your system?
1: Yeah. As a kind of the, the way that we had done it in the past, um, you know, and when I played offense line, and this is kind of where my beef originally had started was uh, – as offensive line, when, when you're looking to the sideline for signals and things like that, um, you're notorious for standing up, walking around, looking – you're looking over there for your signaler. Um, you know, you got – you have the most people to kind of look through or you have to look back so you're not on the ball. Um, so that was kind of where my beef had started um, was – man, we uh, were walking around up front or or we're we're being lazy, whatever it was. And I really wanted to be able to – I heard – I can't remember who it was, but it was a good clinic about tempo. And, um, you know, you have to coach it. Um, So how are we going to coach it and creating rules that are – that, that can be seen on film and coached on film. Uh, so it's little things like our offensive line, we should always be chasing the ball. And you can see that on tape during a play is your offensive line chasing chasing the ball and getting your center to, to get his eyes to the line judge to make sure he can see the, the the yard line that the ball is gonna be at so he can go get get his feet set as fast as humanly possible. Uh, and our offensive line don't take signals anymore. It's more quarterback communication, but you know, coaching your eligibles who don't have the ball. Snap your head to the sideline is that you know when that play ends. Um, that part, like you can see that on tape. We, we can coach that every single day. That we should see a distinct head snap and getting our eyes to the sideline every single time. If you have the football, you should never be giving the football to, to, to a line to a side judge. That ball, <clears throat> that ball should be back to the middle and to the umpire every single play, no questions asked but we can coach that. We can rep that in practice. Uh, you know, when we do ROAs, we put a trash can at the 40 yards downfield and we'll go rapid fire and every guy has to go return that ball to the middle of the field, to that trash can. And then we run it back the other way. Um, it's, you know, when we're doing 11 on 11 stuff, you know, good on good, whatever right? we have a student assistant or a coach that's out there every single play that ball has to get back to. Um, so that's that was, you know, the biggest thing was we got to be able to coach it. We can't just say, hurry up, play faster, um, you know, things like that. I, I, I hate stuff like that. Uh, to me, that's not coaching that, that, you know, mom and dad can yell that from the stands. Um, so it's more along the lines of being able to coach our, our mechanics. And that's how we're going to be able to get things done. So
0: now, at the same time, how did you make it easier for the quarterbacks? Obviously, you're an offense. I mean, you played offensive line and defensive line, I mean, your family tree has a lot of defensive and defensive line roots, um, and then you kind of bounce to running backs, then to quarterbacks. How have you made your system and kind of how you call a game easier for quarterbacks? I know that's something that you really try to do.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, you're not always blessed with a uh, four point four point one GPA quarterback that's, that's smart and brilliant and can um, – process things really quickly so that's probably the the biggest thing I know our kind of our the previous uh system we had we had a lot of kind of different things from um whether it was a movement key read and he was he was he was keying a, a safety does he drive on the dig or not um and we did not there were a lot of progressional based things for him within the system and, and the the progression-based stuff that the The one I can distinctly remember was one of our mesh concepts, and my quarterback was was terrible at it. He was really good at the movement stuff um, but our old mesh proger- progression had five five progress five options to it um and that was kind of a, a big piece to to this system was well we we are going to be progression based and we're gonna coach every little daylights out of it um and our progressions are are our bible essentially um and you know there's plenty plenty of teams that have one two three four five or your progression is this based on this and um, all the different variations to where i try to keep it as as simple as possible for those guys and really i like to keep things to three (laughs) my guys can remember three things um, be one to two to three we'll have some we call them yes no's that are pre-snap that are based on free access or um, safety line. But simple based in stuff built-in stuff there there's some you know quote-unquote alerts hey we're one high you want to be alert to a post wheel um or uh and those types of things but and then knowing your hots is critical for us too um but trying to keep you know, if we can keep those things very, very simple for those guys, I, I know I'm going to be in good shape and we can get that done. Um, and then I think the, the other piece of it, uh, it, some people love teaching, you know, all 82 different coverage variations that you can come up with out there. I even take that a little bit a little bit slower for those guys or we really focus on the five base families because uh, at the end of the day that's what it's going to end up being um, whether it's zero one two three or four and then teach them you know it's progressional based on it if we start there and then we you know then we're going to learn the you know the, the weakness to them of you know zero deep one we're looking away from the safety uh, so our words away and two holes, three seams, four flats. And then once we know that, like the back of our hand, then we advance to the tags of whether it's buzz, hey, safety's going inside back, or if it's sky, he's going out, like simple stuff like that. But teaching in a segmented um, form, That the, the last thing that I think is is critical is being clear, concise, and consistent with those guys and not cluttering them with stuff that they don't need to know um, and filling their minds with, with thoughts and things. And, oh, he said this, I, we're going to keep it right to the book. Um, at some point, yeah, you got to be a football player. Uh, I'd rather them do that naturally than make them try and overthink things. Um, so <clears throat> being clear, concise, consistent, and, you know, all your buzzwords and stuff like that, I, I want to be able to say the same things. I don't like coaching the same things over and over again because then we're not being coachable. But um, just those guys hearing, "Hey, if you're decisive, you're right." Um, it, I can say that, and it covers a bunch of different things. Um, and, and they know exactly what I mean when, when I'm saying that. So those types of, of things are, are, I think, are critical um, in the quarterback room, especially for the for the guys that that I have in, in here.
0: Now, I continue with that that. How is that having I mean, how do you approach prep for an opponent and attacking a defense? I mean, obviously, you had a shortened season your first one, where you kind of I mean, really, it, it probably was a good warm-up for you for the fall, where you like, okay, this is kind of okay. This is why I learned about how to scout, prep, look at stuff for our for defense, and then you kind of get to the fall, and despite I mean, you, you guys especially had some success towards the end, despite all that COVID you had COVID issues you guys had to deal with the first half of the season. Um, but you guys and especially, I mean, you guys finished strong at the end of the year. What did you have you kind of learned about opponent prep and attacking defenses and how has that kind of changed over the course of the year and change now?
1: I think change is is the key word there for me, uh of finding that finding that the 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 perfect, the perfect criteria that you want to look at uh, is something that I, I think we constantly have to evaluate. Uh, you know, are we breaking this down? Are we looking at this? And, you know, it, it's essentially worthless. Um, <clears throat> so looking at a lot of that stuff it is, is big for me. Um, and we're, we're going through it right now of, you know, what do we want to, what do we want to look at? Is there stuff that we missed that we think would be uh, critical for us to know or, you know, our back alignment is our back alignment, um, giving anything away protection wise or run game wise, whatever it is. Um, And looking at some of that stuff just from my uh, weekly prep, kind of my big things. I like, I like seeing the flow of the game. Um, You know, you have this call sheet, but how often I'm, I'm, using that call sheet. I, I want it to be uh pretty natural by the end of the week that I know exactly what I'm calling when I'm calling it um and use my call sheet more as a reference rather than, than braille uh <laughs> where I gotta I it has to hold my hand through it. Um so those are <clears throat> that's a big thing that we start at and then you know you 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 break your, your games down obviously by um you know we, we like to go by formation first and then Then you you go down in all your different categories, D&D and stuff like that. But that's the stuff that by the end of the – by Thursday really is when I want to know – when I want to have kind of everything set. I kind of have a big checklist that I go through um, with my staff of, hey, what's our plan? You know, if this doesn't go as planned or what's our adjustment um, if they come out and do this? stuff that we've seen in the past or in my four years here or a coordinator that's been somewhere else, knowing that they like to do something certain um, and get a to get have a kind of a, a plan for that type of stuff. So once we get to the game, we're not scrambling around trying to rack our brains to find an answer that hopefully we have some answers already built in um, of how we yeah. want to adjust the half or if we can adjust in between, in between series. Um, so that's kind of our, our prep. And I like going through the game, on Friday, um, usually when I get back from watching a high school football game and you know, just watch watch one of their games and have my game plan and my call sheet there and make sure everything lines up and uh, my, kind of my last parting ways with that thing as we get into Saturday. And from a quarterback standpoint, um, I think the, the, the best thing I, I, I learned was and have done – was on on Sunday, I have an academic meeting with a quarterback, Uh, and I find out what his load is for that week. Uh, does he have a test on Thursday? Does he have a big paper due? Um, uh, cause I got some guys that I like to stress, um, when it comes to those types of things. So I'd like to know if they got that on their plate. Um, and then once we have that, I I plan out their week as far as when I'm going to load them and when, when we're going to kind of unload, if they do have that big assignment, um, or a big test that they got to prepare for and do, do well on. Um, and then, those guys will have they have a they have kind of a checklist they go through and they have to answer the questions on that thing from defensive line um, who's their guy who's not their guy uh, who's the fish up front uh, what technique are their defensive ends playing those types of things there's there's a big list for d-line and linebackers all the way to dbs are they um they like playing inside leverage bump and run soft whatever it is there's uh, a bunch of them there, and then, then really they take their 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 test on on Thursday that, that gets prepared for them. Um, from hey, what's our what are our what are our favorite third down calls? You know what what is what what do we like to call on um, you know on the goal line this week? What's our what are our two two point plays? What's your progression on this? Um, you know what do you need to be alert for if you get this look and taking a freeze frame of that. Of that picture uh, for those guys, and getting them to even identifying guys. With, oh, here's a still shot. Put a triangle around the around the nickel. Circle the uh, their best linebacker. Um, who's your read if the play call is this? Uh, and build it in kind of kind of that way as we go through, and and really, it just lets me know that they're prepared and they're ready to roll. Um, and then I also know if they don't have something <laughs> that we still have two days that I can make sure I get that hammered home um, before Saturday. Certainly don't like scrambling <laughs> to get that stuff <laughs> uh, to them, but that has been something that, that I've added here in, in the last year uh, that I think has been really beneficial.
0: Good. Now, now the other thing that we kind of mentioned to talk about is um, postseason. I mean, obviously, I don't think you had nearly as much time between your first OC season and your second OC season. I mean, I, we, we, we had that. It was a blur. Like, <laughs> like, there is no time. Like, you're fishing up. I mean, like, and, and what you were allowed to do recruiting. Like, it, that whole era, time was just a mess for you guys, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, how did you – how have you started to approach it? Because, obviously, your, your season ended, um, and you've had a couple months to now kind of look at stuff. Evaluate, look at what's good and what isn't. I mean, we we talked about a specific play before we came on that you're kind of like, I just don't have the personnel right now. It's like I love the play. <laughs> don't the personnel. And right. like so as, as you're as you're going through, obviously you're looking at your personnel. I think that's I mean, especially like D3 in high school. I mean, that's person, it's personnel first. I'm having that conversation with my offense coordinator daily right now it's like like all that so but what what is your postseason eval process look like
1: so really i like uh, we'll we'll start down start by breaking down um you know I, i actually got it from coach harrell um of hey this is the concept um attempts completions Percentage, efficiency percentage, long, short, uh, how many explosives, how many sacks, touchdowns, um, and chart all that out for each concept. Break it down. Okay, here's our quick games, and we want to be, you know, at least seventy-five percent, uh, you know, completion percentage on our quick game, and kind of setting your 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 parameters there for quick game drop back uh, movements, play pass. Um, RPO games, stuff like that, screens. Um, and the, so we'll do that first. And uh, you're able to, at the end of the day, in, in our system, the, the number one priority for us is completions. Um, you got to go get the, put the ball in play in order to make plays. Um, so that's what I'm looking at. And then uh, is there any big concerns here? Uh, is there something that, you know, we ran – 14 times and we were only 20% completion percentage. Well, we probably need to, to take a little deep dive into that thing and, and, and see w- what the issue is, whether it's the quarterback wasn't just wasn't comfortable with it, the concepts uh not right. We we didn't convert routes the way we were supposed to convert them. Um whatever that that, that case is, but then from there we're taking those concepts in the quick game and we're going breaking it down to quick game by formation um, and looking at formationally how we called things and looking at the same stat lines um within those um and hey what what formations were explosive in uh you know if we were running our spacing concept okay what formations are we running in what we called out of the most where was it the most efficient where was it explosive uh you know, where do we get sacked in it? Um, you know, and granted sacks could be for a variety of reasons, then be able to go dive in and say, okay, we got sacked four times on when we ran this concept, was it offensive line based or was it quarterback based of we weren't getting the damn ball out the way that, that, that it needs to be. Um, so there's some of being able to go through some of that. And then really I like going in kind of by myself first, um, and I'm going through every single concept, watching it, taking notes of, hey, my guy Ace didn't convert once uh on a uh out route that was supposed to be converted to an MOR from number one, whatever. Um, you know, and then hey, when I go when we get back together as a staff before the spring, it's hey, then we had to spend a lot of time teaching conversions. You know, whether it's just a one specific guy or find out you know be uh you know i'd rather question a guy uh than than dig in him of why he didn't convert it like, what 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 were you understand what were you grasping about this what made it hard um for you and ask questions rather than than jumping down a kid's throat um and and let's find out why <laughs> something's not getting done um, but there's you know, usually I have two sheets of notes on, you know, our, a snag concept that we ran 25 times. Like, I'm looking at every single position, um, from our tailback. Is he getting enough width? Is he getting too much depth? Uh, is our, is our OTB route drifting over the center? Uh, is there a way that we can run that differently? I'm writing questions on that thing too. Of, do we, can we teach this thing differently? Um, so, when we get together as a staff, and I and our staff has their notes, and then we can bounce that thing all, all across each other. And if we don't have answers to some of our questions um, within our staff, well, we're going to go find them. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find a find a way to get it done, uh, or maybe a different way to coach it, whatever it is, um, and and dabble in that way. I think luckily the spring is a great time for us, where you can uh, experiment with some things uh, that. You know, if you want to try a progression a, a different way, which I don't like jacking with those too much, but um, a route conversion or whatever it is, um, that's kind of kind of how how I like going through it. The, the, the template that I got is pretty solid. If anyone if anyone wants that, they can certainly get a hold on How that thing's broken down, but uh, it's clean and it's concise, and there's not there's not a bunch of crazy stuff on there. It's to the point. You know what you're looking at. Uh, is it explosive? Is it not? are you completing the football? Um, then the last one's your efficiency that I think is, is critical there.
0: And then the last question I got for you, coach, and I've yeah. asked any offensive or defensive coach this since this off season, because it's something I, I think we struggled with um, and every level is different. Yep. I, I did not like it last year for us. And uh, when you take over a job June 1st,
1: uh, <laughs> there's a lot to do. <laughs> no I, mean, doubt. I mean,
0: yeah. So my 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 question to you is, um, for the press box, what do you have your press box people looking for? I mean, is is it just down down in distance and field position? Some are that specific. Some are like, hey, the backside corner is cheating on. Like, what are you? What do you want your press box people looking for during the game?
1: <laughs> Great question. Uh, I was kind of in a wild. Uh, scenario a little bit this year where I'm a a press box guy. Uh, I think I've only spent one season on on the field. Um, And I I like being in the box, you know, see full picture, especially taking over quarterbacks. Um, It's – and getting thrown onto the field midseason with some of the stuff we had going on was brutal for, for, for me to, to transition of where now I'm counting, you know, you're always counting on someone else, you know, to be able to get certain things and whatnot, but not, not being able to have that uh, was, was tough, but the stuff that we're kind of looking for in the box, usually my GA has a list of six to 10 things that, that we know we need to identify as early as possible. um, and, Get that, get that to uh, myself and our offensive line coach. Based on usually, I take four of them. My line guy takes two. Hey, I need, I need to know this, um, and he gets those answers to us as fast as possible. Of um, how they're doing that, and you know, a team plays. You know, you watch film all week, but a defense is going to play you differently than they played uh, for us a a game. Uh, who's who's more 11, 12, 13, 21 P, uh, or we're a we're majority 10, 11. Um, so they're going to play us a little bit different. Is that Mike going to be – is that Mike more plussed out of the box? Um, are they cheating a the safety over different than they did last week? Just confirming stuff like that. Um, and then really pre-snap, our uh, – my my guy that's up there with me in the box. I want him communicating with everyone um, down, distance, yard line, and then hash is critical. Um, and those are the those are the big things there. Uh, he's also the play clock alert guy. Not that we have to mess around with the play clock very often. We should be snapping that thing pretty quick. Um, but <clears throat> if it play clock's getting low, he's in charge uh, of kind of alert me. Hey, we're getting to 15 seconds or whatever. Um, and then offensive line guy is really focusing on the box. Um, really more front stunt blitz. He's kind of tag teaming that with with my other guy with our GA in the box. Receiver guy is taking the field, um, the field secondary. Um, where I wanna know are are we whooping that corner's tail every single play. Uh it, he's on the field, so he can tell me, hey, they're gassed. Uh this, this, this team's gas, keep cranking it, um, whatever it is, like he's kind of that guy for me. Um, and then I usually take the the opposite half of the field from a coverage standpoint and full picture. Um, and then I've kind of been lucky whether I have, I shouldn't say lucky, but whether it's a, uh, whether he's injured or whether he was not traveling that week, but a quarterback for me, um, I take up there with me. Um, so, I have a quarterback that that's up there that's really taking a – he's writing down every play and, and tracking that. And then in between series, he fills all of our plays into that we called, and he's listening to us in the box say, hey, cover four, over front, uh, or, or an under G, odd, whatever, and – it was a pressure or not and if we can identify that pressure he's putting all that into the really we call it the big sheet um that that way i because i like to look at um hey formationally if we're in three by one open formationally i can see a trend in that sheet um and hey they were there were three three sky you know six of seven snaps in the first half out of three by one open well guess what, I'm getting three-by-one sky the rest of the game, or three sky the three-by-one open the rest of the game. And it also has down and distance on the opposite side where hey, on P and 10, we're getting, uh, you know, their pressures every time on P and 10. Um, and I can go through and, and, and see that, oh, they're they're going three three buzz with a fire pressure from the field well, every single time to, to this formation, like, okay, perfect, right? Like, I uh, have some answers kind of going into the second half for us. Um, so that's <clears> – <throat> I got that from uh, my brother at Bowling Green. They're kind of big sheet. And that's been really beneficial for me uh, the last couple of years.
0: Well, Coach, I, I, the, I think that's a great way to end it. Um, I appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: Coaches, uh, his Twitter uh, tag will be in the in the bio. Please make sure you give Coach a follow. Uh, yeah, for sure and send any good athletes their way. Like I said, I did, like, like I said at the beginning, and this is not to try to be a recruiting plug just for them, but they are doing a very good job of getting out, especially in our, the Miami Valley area and, and recruiting. Um, they are doing a fantastic job in what they're, they, they've they started doing lately. Um, if you want to listen back to um, any part, uh, whether it be tempo, just creating an office system, making quarterbacks easy, call sheet, postseason valve. The tag will be in the bio. Click on it, um, and you can kind of look over that. The tags might be a little off if this is on one of the uh, podcast apps, but YouTube, they all should be fairly accurate. Uh, Like, share, subscribe. Check out the affiliates. Check out the sponsors. All that lovely jazz. And that's another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.